0: What's up, everyone, and welcome on into Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy.
1: And I'm Laura.
0: And to start, we're going to have to redo that. I'm so sorry. I, like, turn my volume down off. And I, because I didn't want her to hear me, but now I'll just start from from here. That's fine. Um, okay. I'll just, I will edit it. Nice. Okay. Um, three, two, one. What's up everyone and welcome on in. My name is Jeremy and I'm Laura and we're going to start today's episode by honoring an 82nd moment of silence in honor of Matisse Kivlinix. Thank you all for taking that time here at the beginning of our episode to to reflect on what the last few days have meant for us as Blue Jackets fans, as members of the fifth line. Um, obviously, you know this episode we're discussing the the tragic passing of Matisse Kivlenick's, uh the Columbus goaltend or the Columbus goaltender um, passed away on the fourth, um, and it's it's hard to put into words, and I think that that makes hosting a podcast and, and talking about this on a podcast, even harder, Laura. Um, I guess I just want to like, check in with you. Like, how are you doing? Like, how are you taking care of yourself during this time? Um, And what have the last few days been like for you?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, when you and I discussed it, we, we obviously, you know, didn't, really want to go into this with any sort of plan or idea just really wanted to put something out there for our community for the fifth line for everyone who is going through this process um for me specifically it's been a really emotional few days um you know when when you called me on uh monday morning to you know, tell me to, to look at Twitter, you know, I was just in disbelief that um, someone so young and something so tragic could happen just so instantly. Um, and, you know, in the in the fields of work that Jeremy and I work in normally, um, one of the harder things to deal with is the death of a young person, And, you know, specifically when you see someone like Kivy, who was just full of life and energy and promise and, you know, always had a smile on his face, you know, it just, it's, it's been surreal. Um, but I do feel very grateful that we took the chance to, go down to the Memorial um, at the arena and then also spend some time with some fellow fifth liners at our bar on Monday evening. Um, It felt really appropriate to be in that space and to be with other hockey fans um, because this is a, it's a unique situation. It's, you know, obviously players pass away, but, the active players it's such a rarity for them you know for an active player who is currently on a team and playing um to pass and there's just not there's not any sort of reference to look for on like how you how you process these things as a fan
0: and I think I think that's what's most important too is like grief is complex and I think you know as somebody who has, you know, wrestled with with my own loss and my own grief over the course of the last year and a half, like, I think through, like, it's it's hard because obviously, like, myself, like, most, most Blue Jackets fans, like, most folks in the fifth line, like, obviously didn't have a personal relationship with Matisse Kivlinx, And so I think, like, there's an element of grief that's, like, a lot more complex to understand in moments like this, where you don't personally know somebody, but you know the situation is just so impactful to you, and and the way that you process it is still just as valid. And I think that that's what's most important in a situation like this is like giving yourself the space to to take care of yourself, um, in, in whatever way is the most important for you for a lot of folks, I know that might mean disengaging from certain spaces like social media, social media has been a place where, uh, you know, for the most part, there's been a lot of really beautiful and touching tributes to, to Kivi over the course of the last 96 hours. And I've found a lot of peace in that. And I, and I know that for some folks they've found the same. And I think that, that the response has just been so indicative, I think of, um, you know, who he was as a player and like who he was, uh, you know, because I think just by the nature of of the role that he served in the organization, it's not something we got to see all that often. Uh, you know, obviously he wasn't a starting goaltender with us, and and usually those are the folks that get spotlighted. And so it it almost makes you feel like that was taken away from you too, right? Like as you're reading and hearing about how great of a person he was, it's it's unfortunate that like we didn't get to see more of that, and especially because over the course of the last couple of days, it's become even clearer that, like, that's what this organization saw in him. Like, they saw somebody who could be an NHL goaltender who, you know, could could be a 1B or even a starting goaltender in this organization. And so, um, man, it's just, it's so hard to put into words. And at the same time, like, I can't stop talking. <laughs> like, it's just, it's complex.
1: It is, and there's there's a lot of different layers to this, um, you know. And I and it's it's kind of bittersweet in the sense of harkening back to the interview that we just did with Matt um, on Friday, talking about how the fifth line is family and how the community of fans in Columbus is different. It's different than you know any other place in the world because we are here for each other and nothing speaks more volumes to that than this, this terrible circumstance. And to even see on every level of the organization from the top down, the levels of grief, um, it was incredibly touching and heartbreaking to watch the, um, press conference this afternoon with, with JD and with Yarbo, Um, just to see, you can clearly tell, you know, all of the amounts of emotions and things that they've had to go through and the hard work that they are putting in to make sure that not only does Kibby's legacy live on, lives on, but that his family is taken care of, that his mother, you know, is being communicated with properly, um, you know, that every step is being taken to make sure that the players who lost a friend, a brother, a teammate, you know, all the staff that worked with him, that they have access to, you know, the help and the resources that they need. Um, and then even that, you know, the moment Lars found out about Kibby's passing, he drove all the way to Michigan and spent the last three days there, um, with Manny and his family and with Elvis and his wife, um, because he just felt that he needed to be there with them. And that, I mean, like I said, from the top down, from the most important person in the front office to the fan that's, you know, only been around for a little bit, we are all grieving this loss in similar ways, um, and it's just been really touching to see to see that and to feel that and to have the interactions that we've had um, over the course of the last few days. And you know, to know in a situation like this that we can, we can properly memorialize someone who would have, and was in many different ways on and off the ice, a big part of this organization and was set to be a bigger even bigger role. Um, you know, and for me, it's been a, a little bit hard knowing that, you know, Kivy is, you and Kivy were basically the same age. Um, and so thinking along that lines and you know it's just really been it's been a lot to take in but I think some beautiful things are going to come out of it
0: yeah and that's the hope right I mean like you would hope that that a situation like this as tragic as it is can it's one of those things where situations like this can bring out the the best and also the worst in people and I think what's been really nice is that it's been 99.9% the best in people um you know um I'm gonna forget people in this and so I apologize but like for sarah um sarah kent I don't have her at on me right now like I'm sorry but sarah if you're listening um you know sarah for matt um you know for dina who um you know covers the monsters uh to come together and to create space for people to, to grieve and to um, be in community like that, that was so important. And, um, you know, for the team to recognize the folks that were there in some small way and for, you know, the, the, it get it like, I don't like try to keep it in check, like for the, for the Merce family, especially like, today to like go by the memorial or like to have a note on their behalf like at the memorial um you know thanking folks and like you know telling them that it was going to be okay like taking on the role of like of the comforter to the fans like when when I think I speak for most Blue Jackets fans and saying like the first people you think of, right, are are Matisse and his family and, like, the processing of this. But then my brain goes from them to to then it goes to Elvis and it goes to Ali and it goes to, you know, Manny, his family. Um, And, like, thinking through how they're processing it, like, how they're taking care of themselves and, like, who's there for them? Are they getting the support that they need? And I just hope the answer to that question is yes, because... I think there's just so much love for those folks and I think that it's really powerful to have seen. And yeah, I don't know. And like, to your point about Larson, like that, not to make this about hockey. Right. But like that wasn't the most popular situation for a lot of blue jackets fans, but I don't know how you don't read that and like, just recognize like why, he's the head coach of the blue jackets and like what what he is as a person like i mean just like to 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 do that and i mean like if you read the athletic article posted by aaron Portsline, it like that wasn't for him to like act as a coach in that moment that was just for him to like show them that he loved them like to show folks that you care in a moment like this is so important and for that to be the case like i'm proud to call him the head coach of this organization like I'm, I, I don't always love everything that this organization does. Like I've said it on this podcast, but it's hard to not have a lot of love and respect for this organization right now for all the things that they're doing for one another. And for us, like, I think that that's really important. Yeah.
1: And I think, um, it speaks to the much larger picture and that, sometimes a lot of fans and people within any sport can forget that people are human and that these are real people, um, with families and friends and loved ones. And, you know, that these coaches and the staff and, you know, that we are all, we are all people. And unfortunately, one of the unifying things about humanity is death and, It is one of the weirder things about life that something so sad and so tragic can also be what turns a corner and can really change the mindset of a lot of people. Um, And I truly, like I said earlier, I do believe that some beautiful things are gonna come out of this. And I think that a different layer of, the community within this organization is going to change and we're going to hopefully become a more supportive and you know, inclusive and welcoming because we now know what it's like to lose one of our own and to have it be, I mean, death is tragic regardless but to have it be in such a tragic and random and unfortunate and just absolutely unforeseeable way um so i i I hope that people embrace that i hope the people embrace the the change that will come with this and and the ways in which that we can all um be better to each other um, and I loved the way how, how Matt put it is that, you know, 614, the fifth line, it all extends outside of the arena. Um, and it can be a mentality of doing good by each other, for each other. Um, and yeah, I just, seeing the tributes and going to the memorial and seeing the statements from all of the players and people who played with Kivy in the past, who aren't with the Blue Jackets organization anymore, you know, host families that he stayed with, um, fans from all over the world. Like, you know, it's been sometimes I think as, as Columbus fans, we, we just think that we're just this small little, you know, we're this, this little team that doesn't, nobody, you know, remembers us. Nobody recognizes us. And to see the impact that a singular 24 year old had essentially worldwide has been overwhelming. And I hope that, I hope that his family feels, sorry. (laughs) I hope that his family feels that love um, and that they know the impact that he, had and will continue to have. Um, I'm not a mom, but I believe firmly that no mother should ever have to bury her child. And my heart goes out completely to Matisse's family and um, to everyone who who was truly close to him. It hurts this much as a fan, I can only imagine what it feels like to have been within his inner circle um but yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking for a minute
0: no and I and I honestly think too like (sighs) yeah I I don't it's hard to again like just put into words right and I I I know for a fact that what's the most powerful about this is that Kivy won't stop having an impact on this city and won't stop having an impact on the sport of hockey on his home country of Latvia. Like it just won't ever happen. Like it won't stop. Um, And I think that that's part of what's really important about this too is, as you mentioned, like just his, his impact is widespread and um, you know, his story I know we haven't gotten very much into it. There are people that are probably far more qualified to talk about his story than us. And, and, you know, maybe that's something we can do at one point um, once we're past this a little bit and the emotions aren't as raw for some folks who would be able to tell those stories, but um, you know, it is so much bigger than hockey. I think that that's been such a reminder to us over the course of the last few days. And um, I think Yarmo said it best is it's just show love for the people that you have around you, like hug your loved ones tight, like show appreciation for the folks around you um, because this could happen to any of us, right? Like it wasn't a, just such a, a situation that nobody imagines happening. And I just think it's really important to reflect now on how we can continue to be there for each other not just through this, but through everything. And how can we continue to to really galvanize this family that we have, because we do have a family. And I I know Laura and I say it um, quite a bit, but like finding home in is not easy, like for anybody ever. And I, I think that a lot of us feel very safe in our blue jackets fandom. And I think a lot of us feel very loved and appreciated and supported. And I just hope we can continue to do that for each other, especially after this hard time, because, um, you know, sports aren't always the most welcoming place for folks and most accepting place for folks. And I think that we are on the verge of finding that for people. And, um, I think this is an example of that is, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a blue jackets fan, if you're a member of the fifth line, your family and, um, that extends past the the stands that extends to the, to the ice that extends to the bench that extends to the front office. Um, And I think moving forward, we just have to keep that in mind. But um, as we wrap this up, Laura, as we finish reflecting on Matisse, I I do just want to say, you know, how beautiful of a soul he seemed seemed to be and how beautiful of a soul he he is Um, because that's the kind of energy that doesn't go away. And and I hope it never does.
1: Yeah, I agree and you know, so to I think the easiest way to to wrap kind of this up is to say to everyone in this in this franchise from the front office and down to the players, to the staff, to the coaches, to every member of the fifth line and specifically to Kivy, to his family, to his mom, to everyone who loved him. Um, you know, our hearts and thoughts are with you. Um, we hope that if you if you need someone to turn to or something that you feel safe within this community. Um, because we are a family
0: and Elvis's wife um, said it best when
1: she said that Kibby would be and is smiling down on all of us um, and saying it will all be okay. And I think that that sums up, who he was as a person and who we will help keep his memory alive um, by that big smile and remembering that it's all going to be okay.
0: Well, until we get the chance to connect with you all again next time, just please take care of yourselves. Please take care of each other. Know how much Laura and I love you and and know that we are here for you um, and that we, we couldn't be more grateful to be a part of this and that um and that we're here for you i i it's the best way i can think to wrap it up I'm, I'm i'm stepping on your your words were beautiful laura and i just hope we can continue to to create these spaces for reflection and hopefully this conversation doesn't end at the end of this episode and and folks continue to share these stories and their love for one another but until next time Take care of yourselves, take care of others, and we will see you soon. We
1: love you, Fifth Line.